NFL Week 6 officially in the books. And DeAndre, we had some close games, some big upsets. <clears throat> it was a pretty good week of football yeah, all around. Yeah, you couldn't tell which way it was going. No one looked like the favorites once the games got started in all the games. But I like the way they went. Yeah, a lot of defenses showing up, you know, helping keeping it close. <clears throat> and it was just it was just a really good good week. Some good matchups, some upsets. So let's kinda go ahead and get into our recap. Starting with Thursday night, we have the Chiefs beating the Broncos nineteen to eight. I'm pretty sure we mentioned this on the last episode, but <clears throat> the Chiefs offense, like with how bad this Broncos defense has bad been you would have expected at least, like, 28, like, minimum, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I just think if it's not Kelsey, if it's not going to Kelsey, it's like, who do you go to? I don't think they have those established go-to targets yet other than Kelsey. No, they definitely don't. Mahomes had 306 yards for a touchdown, and 124 of those yards were to Kelsey. Yeah. Like, that's insane. <laughs> it's kind of like when you're playing Madden and, like, you just have one person on your team you can throw to. Like, every route, they're just, like, open. You have to run the same kind of routes because that's the only guy you can move the ball yeah. with. So that's the first. You're going to look at your reliable receivers first, and 100% Kelsey gets looked at first if he's on the field. Yeah, every single time. Um, but it's – I know I think they play the Chargers – the following week if the Chargers offense can get going now I know the Chiefs defense has stepped up and that's like I think that's a big part of what's helped them be five and one um but if they face a team like a good team with a solid defense and an offense that can pit up points I don't know how well they'll fare yeah so the Chiefs when they go against like those lower teams to me they struggle a bit or I won't say they struggle. They don't perform as they should. But when they do go against those teams, like like the uh, the Rams a few years ago, they were that was a few years ago. But they put up points. Like this Chargers team, I expect the Chiefs to put up points against them. Even though they haven't been putting up points against the teams you expect them to, I just think again Mahomes is a little cocky out there. But I, I think he'll lock in against the Chargers, and I'm kind of excited to see that. You think they just kind of play to the skill level of who they're playing? Yeah. That's what it seems like? Yeah. I, I could see that, especially with this win, 19-8 to over the Broncos. That feels like they really played to their level. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, Broncos, <clears throat> I feel like at this point they're just hoping for a draft pick. Yeah. I, I don't even know if they have their first round. I don't I don't know what pick they have. Um I think didn't they trade? I don't know what they traded away for Sean Payton. Yeah, I, I can't remember either. But they need something. If if they have a first round this year, <clears throat> it feels like you just take a quarterback. I don't know how they try to deal with the Russell Wilson situation, um, but I seen something the other day where his stats are like the same as the quarterback that was there before. I'm blanking on his name. Um, Drew Lock. Drew Lock. Yep. yep. His, his stats are, like, mirroring his stats. Yeah. yeah like, Drew you, Locke. you can't pay him that money and have the same stats as Drew Locke. Yeah, I wouldn't put it I wouldn't put it all on Russell Wilson, but I would say they're going the right direction with blowing up the team. 
like they're shopping around for their stars or supposed stars. Jerry Judy and Cameron Sutton. They're saying <clears throat> they've been in talk with the Colts for Jerry Judy, which I'd be pretty excited about because I feel like the Colts are struggling with that solid number two. Obviously, we have Josh Downs, but he's a rookie, so it's like you don't really know where he's going to be at this moment. Yep. And Alec Pierce hasn't really done much, so <clears throat> I think he'd be a really great replacement for Alec Pierce. But And then Patrick Sertan, right? On their uh, on Defense. the Chiefs. Um, who who's their like stud I mean, cornerback? Chiefs. I'm sorry, not Chiefs. Um, Denver Broncos. Yeah, is it Patrick Sertan? Sertan, yeah, yeah. That dude's a freak. Yeah. Um, they're I, shopping him too, is what you're saying? I I know there's been calls. I don't know if they've taken him seriously or not. Yeah. But he's you could get a lot of value out of him for I sure. Give up the defense. No, I I don't think they should, but. It's more of, like, how much do they want to start from zero? Like, how much draft capital do they want to try to yeah. get? Obviously, that stuff we'll never know. But I think that's, like, what's going to play a big factor in that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right, moving to our first Sunday game. We had our final London one. Uh, Ravens beating the Titans 24-16. to This game was pretty close. Um, I had the Titans as an upset for this one because this just felt like an upset game they would win. They did not, obviously. Um but it was still a pretty close game. Yeah, the Titans just looked like a quarterback away from winning that game, meaning they needed some type of decent quarterback play. Um, like like we've been saying, Titans know how to make games competitive for some reason. Ravens just haven't found their style, although they bounced back. Well, not I shouldn't say style. I'll say flow. Although they bounced back from all the drops from – uh, what, two weeks ago against the Steelers? Or a week ago against the Steelers. But I don't know. The Ravens, they won. They they won the game. But it just looked a little like they could have easily lost it. Yeah, I mean, for how close this game was, Tannehill was 8 for 16 for 76 yards. I feel like if the opposing quarterback has that stats, you probably win at least by 10. I mean, this wasn't even by 10, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I feel... You should be destroying them. The Ravens kind of, they kind of feel overhyped, if I'm being honest. I feel like a lot of people, maybe it's just because around a lot of their fans and, you know, they hype them up a lot, but they don't feel like an elite team to me in any sorts. No, the, the, they aren't an elite team to me. The Ravens just seem like they're working what, they're working with what they have. Um, their running back production hasn't been there all year. I mean, Lamar, both quarterback and running back. You have Mark Andrews, who's your reliable source, your reliable receiver. Zay Flowers and Odell. Well, let me give credit to Zay Flowers because he definitely turned it around from um, the game prior. This game, he looked good. He was catching, catching the ball. Got his first touchdown. Yep. He's catching the ball, got him a touchdown. And he just, he looked like he turned it around. Not saying this will be all season, but if you can forget about last week and go into your next game plan like this, yeah, you have to have a short memory in football or any sport. Yeah, and he's also a rookie, which is like a really good thing to see out of him. Obviously, if he was more tenured, you expect more, but I think from what he's shown so far, it's pretty promising. Yeah, and Odell being on that team, you would think. Um, he'd be doing just a little more. 
he might have had what one catch for t- maybe twenty two yards, twenty three yards uh, in that game. But you you do want to see more out of Odell. I know he's getting older. He's dealing with the injuries, and maybe playoff time we'll see a different Odell. But he he has to help his team. I know they won, but I just feel like you need to help your team. Yeah, I mean he came to this team with a lot of hype behind him because he hasn't played for two years or something like that. You know, he's supposed to be healthy. And that hype is not being lived up to in pretty much any way. Yeah, just, the hype just came with the name. That's fair. It makes sense. <clears throat> Moving on to the next one, we got the same exact score. Commanders winning against the Falcons 24-16. to Um, These teams, they're weird. Because I feel like the Falcons are legitimately a quarterback away with like the amount of talent that's on their team. I mean, you got Bajan Robinson, you got Al Gulier, you got Drake London, Kyle Pitts, uh, Judon Smith's been doing really good, and this was Ritter's best game of his career, going 307 yards for two touchdowns, and they still only put up 16, um, which is kind of weird to me. I didn't really watch it close enough to be, it has to be some kind of red zone struggles, I'm assuming, if you put up 300 yards, um, and then you put up almost 100 rushing altogether. So, it's it's a little it's an odd one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Falcons. I don't think you win that game. You give up the ball that many times. Um, the Commanders' defense had three picks in oh, in that game. Didn't know that. So, Ritter, although he had the three three hundred yards, um, a touchdown. You are trending in the right. You are trending it right. Because you have that, but also those turnovers are what kills you. Because for one, you're you're giving the, obviously you're giving the ball back to the other team, and they're potentially scoring on drives you're supposed to score on. So that's your drive to score, but you're giving it back to them. That, that's just a little how I look at things. So Ritter, I would say, needs to clean up that. Like you said, they're a quarterback away. If they put a decent quarterback in that position, they make that they flip that score. Yeah, yeah, they're flipping that score and probably winning by two touchdowns. I agree. I mean, if they had a legit quarterback, they're winning that division. Like, I think pretty easily, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah so he did have three interceptions. That's pretty crazy because the week before, the Bears smoked that backfield. Um, so that's – I don't know. I, I don't know if, what you do if you're the Falcons. It's like you're, you're almost hoping you're in a position to get a quarterback this yeah. year. Because if he can still get a young quarterback this year, legit one like a Drake May, um, I don't know about Bo Nix or any of them. I'm not sure how far they'll fall. But I think like the clear two are Caleb Williams and then Drake May. You have J.J. McCarthy, who wouldn't be a terrible option on here because he can, he can run, use his legs. And then this is, this is a quarterback deep draft. So they yeah. might be in a position to get them a young quarterback to go with this young star-studded team yeah no i agree because that's that's all the falcons are right now like these past three games i think what the last game they played that i watched was the jags and falcons and what he had a crucial turnover i think what third or fourth quarter um so if they can just cut out the turnovers they can make these games way more competitive yeah and on the other side, this is a good win for Commanders. I think the Falcons' defense is pretty legit. 
Um, Sam Howell didn't do anything crazy. He had three touchdowns, 100 and some odd yards. Um, this is what they had to do to win. Brian Robinson had a pretty solid game, which is good to see. And then, I mean, the Commanders are just trending in the right direction. You know, they're going to continue to lose games this year too, but bouncing back after kind of getting smoked by the Bears and then seeing Sam Howell still having pretty good confidence and then that team to pull out a win against a good defense is it's a good sign still. Yeah, definitely. They had really big defense support that game, so Sam Howell felt relaxed. He can not do too much. You just don't turn over the ball, and he, we're, he we're good. Just had to do his job. Yep. That's all he had to do. Yep. Nothing more, nothing less. <clears throat> Going on to the next game, we have the Vikings beating the Bears 19-3. to I mean, there isn't much to say about this. You would think this win would be a lot more because um, this Bears defense is not good. But it's division game, so it's like I don't know how much weight you put into it being close. The Vikings are still two and four, so they're still a bad team at this point in time too. So Yeah, they I think the Vikings defense left that game with a lot of confidence going into their next game. Um they grabbed two interceptions, five sacks. I know there was a quarterback change for the Bears. Yeah, Fields got hurt. Yeah. Um but the Vikings defense performing that way, going into the next game, I think, yeah, they're they're going to be rolling with some confidence. They they need it desperately. That defense needs it so bad because yeah. they have not had anything really going their way this year. Yeah, they 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 are losing Jefferson. The team as a whole lost Jefferson, went on the losing streak. But now you have something to hang your hat on here. I'm I'm curious to see how many wins they get. By the time uh, Jefferson comes back, because you're gonna see the tweets. Are they better without Justin Jefferson? Uh I. You shouldn't see <laughs> any of those tweets. You, you'll see it. <laughs> I don't know how serious they'll be. But yeah. I. You might see it from me, if I'm okay. being honest. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. All right. It's provocative, you know. It gets the people going. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, there's not much to talk about on this one. Bears are one and five. Vikings are two and four. I still don't – I mean, Vikings are still trying to win. Like, that's the position there, and they're still trying to win. Yep. Um, because Kirk said he's not going to waive his no-trade clause, so he's staying with the Vikings no matter what, unless something crazy changes in the next week or so. Um, so, I mean, they, they got to win. They got to try to win. Definitely. Going on to the next one, we got the Seahawks losing to the Bengals 13-17. to Another – just defensive battles this week. It's crazy. So many games where either one team was just barely above 20 or everyone was just below 20 points. Yep. Yeah, that, I mean, the defense played a big part in both these uh, – um, for both these teams. Seahawks. Again, I know I'm going to talk about – I think he only had one tackle, Witherspoon, <laughs> for uh, the Seahawks. Him and Jamar Chase were going at it on uh, Twitter. But I'm with Witherspoon all the way because I'm not a Bengals fan at all. Can't can't do it. It's it's also crazy because all of a sudden the Bengals are three and three. Yeah, they I felt like they were pretty dead pretty fast to three and three and beat a good Seahawks team. I'm not saying a great Seahawks team, but they beat a good Seahawks team. They picked off Geno twice. Yeah, Mike Hilt, Mike Hilton, the old Steeler, got a pick. I like that. Um, the only thing about the Bengals, I'd say, is like we've seen this before. 
this this season. They went to the Super Bowl. Did they start 0 and 3, 0 and 4, something, something somewhere, somewhere in there? Like that. Not saying they're going to the Super Bowl with this play, but Bengals, you I just you can't count them out. Like Jamar Chase can just pop off for 100 yards. Only needs half of um, the game. Like I've I've seen him do that. Use the third and fourth quarter to get 100 yards. I really can't count them out. Yeah, I mean, if they decide to target him 20 times, he's going to catch it 15. Yeah. Like, he's just one of the, the top wide receivers. Yeah, definitely. He can get going anytime. All right, slide into our next game. I don't know if it's – it's probably the biggest upset of the week. Niners losing to the Browns 17-19. to <clears throat> I think this was definitely the biggest one just because they had P.J. Walker in his quarterback too. Um I know he's not a terrible backup to have by any means, but they still have their backup in. And this this Browns defense is really really legit. I yeah. think top three, like for sure. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I'd agree with you with the biggest upset only because the Browns defense can slow games down, or not not just the Browns defense, like defenses as a whole can slow games down. So we're expecting the 49ers to go out there and put up what. Close to 30 points, at least 24. But the Browns, I mean, they, they turned it into a game where anyone could win it at that point. Uh, the 49ers had 215 yards of total offense. Christian McCaffrey can get close to 130 yards of all-purpose yards. So putting that into per- to perspective is just showing that the Browns' defense is pretty good. Three for 12 for third down conversions for the 49ers. Browns defense, just legit. I think McCaffrey ended up getting hurt at some point in that game. Mm-hmm. They had their backup come in. He did solid. He had five carries, 27 yards, and a touchdown. Um, but, I mean, just even looking at the stats, it just seems like they couldn't really get anything going. Yeah. Especially in the run game, which is like the craziest. Miles Garrett is just a freak. Like, He's just insane. The stuff he's doing this year, like he's like doing dances on the line before yeah, plays start and stuff. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he's. I don't know. I feel like that would mess with you so much if you're about to line up against him. It's like this dude's like. First of all, I know he's about to make this hard as hell. Like no matter what, whatever he's about to do is probably hard as hell. Yep. And now he's just over there like goofing around before doing it too. Yeah, God he's damn good it. at his damn job. Dude, he's so <laughs> good at his job. Starting to get overconfident. I yeah. like it. No, I, I like it too. The cockiness behind it because he backs it up. Yeah. If, if someone's cocky and they back it up every time, I, I like stuff like that. Heck, yeah, especially if you work hard for it. I mean, talk your shit. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. One thing I wanted to point out in this game, not even just this game, but these games where the Browns look like the game is slowed down for them. They're not scoring that many points. Amari Cooper is still having a huge game. Like, you, a quiet, he's quiet. He's such a quiet receiver. You forget what he's doing. And... He reminds me of Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman's the same way. Like, you just forget that they're there, and then all of a sudden you see at the end of the game, 100 yards. Like, what the fuck? But that, Amari Cooper is that type of receiver. He he looked good this game. Four catches for 104 yards. Yeah, that is really good. That, that's a good point. Even, like, there's been games where Pittman, I watched the game, and at the end I see his stats, I'm like, what the fuck did that happen? Exactly. <laughs> like, they, they're just such quiet receivers. They'll get the, they'll get the catches. Get up, ready for the next play. They won't do too much. Yeah, I agree. If And the Niners, like, obviously they're not dead in any way. I still think they're, if not the favorite in the NFC still. 
teams are going to lose to shit like this. It's going to happen. Fatigue happens. Bad matchups happen. Um, the Niners will be fine. Their team's still fucking insane. Yeah, this this just kind of shows to me their kryptonite are top defenses. Um, once they play the Eagles, I think they play Eagles next, which should be a good one. Uh, we'll we'll see about that because that's who you who you have to play in the playoffs. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a great game. They got a prime time, I think. I don't know. I don't remember when it is. Um, but yeah, that's gonna be a fantastic game. Going to our next one, we got the Saints falling to the Texans, thirteen to twenty. This just feels like the right score for this game. Um, Houston's defense has honestly been kind of showing up the past few weeks for most of the year, except for when they play the Colts, really. And the Saints' offense is just <laughs> miserable to watch. So, like the thirteen points just makes sense. Yeah. And then the Saints have a le- very legit defense, uh, one of the better ones in the NFC. Yeah, they, the Saints do have one of those top uh, defenses. I do agree with that. Um, I like that Stroud just stayed on course, didn't care that he threw his first interception. Um, it, that, it's like it's coming. So just keep throwing the ball. Don't even let that get to you. I feel like it would almost be like a, a sigh of relief when you get rid of it. Because then, like, it just gets rid of everyone saying the annoying-ass narrative behind it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you're not going into the press conference afterwards. Like, six games in, still no interception. How are you feeling? It's like, I don't know. To me, personally, I'd just be like, fuck, it's out of the way. You know what I'm saying? It's out of the yeah. way. I did it, and we still got to win. Then you have to look at the kind of interception you threw. Is it like a tip off someone's helmet? I mean, someone's hand? The, the interception looked a bit bad to me. Did it? I did, was yeah. it in the red zone? No, no, no. It was. Uh, I think they were close to midfield. Midfield. Um, but from the angle I was looking at, I'm not sure what Stroud was looking at. Maybe he was just locked in on his receiver because the defender that caught it just kind of he was right. He was like damn near in the path in the pathway. So maybe the receiver's a little downfield. The defender's here. It's just like easy. It was the easiest pick. It sounds like some shit I would do in Madden. Yeah, like just staring at that one wide receiver that you're planning on throwing to for the play and forcing about it, it mm-hmm. and then just gets picked off. And you're like, that was the dumbest fucking throw I could have made. <laughs> that no, that makes sense. And I mean, he's still a rookie, so hell yeah, I, nah, I, I like the guy. Yeah, it's nothing against him. I think I think he's gonna be a stud. Um, hell yeah, Saints. I, I don't know about the Saints, man. They're such a weird team because their defense is so good. And they have some legit pieces on offense. I don't know if it's Derek Carr. I don't know if it's just him being in the system. It's between when the quarterback gets the ball and the plays happen, something is going wrong. It feels like every other play. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if it's just the coaching. You know that what I'm saying? Game, like, that, game looked, that game looked a little weird. But I can see some frustration out of Derek Carr. He's kind of showing it on the field. But. I, I don't know what it is right now. Like if I'm, if I'm Kamara, I get out of there. I because I, I feel like, dude, your production's high here. You're doing your thing, but for nothing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Derek Carr put up 353 yards, mm-hmm. and they had 13 points. Like I don't, I don't know what the fuck is going on with the Saints. Maybe it really is just the coaching. Yeah, like the coaching is just that bad somehow. I, it's a lot that needs to be addressed. 
um, on that team. But again, I, I just it just sucks that Kamara has to be in there. Yeah. In that type I, of environment. I think it sucks that Chris Olave has to be in there. I really yeah. like Olave a lot. No, he's he's tough too. And it just you would I don't know you would I I feel like he's skills wise like right there with Waddle and Smith. I think I've said this in the past. And it just sucks that his career is just not going the same for whatever the reason may be. Yeah, this this game, you, like I said, Derek Carr was getting frustrated. He was actually frustrated at one play, which kind of I didn't understand. Olave stopped running on a route. He had a guy one-on-one. Derek Carr's thinking he's going to keep running, so he bombs it. Olave stops, and it looks like they were not on the same page. And Derek Carr, I mean, this was this was on third down. Derek Carr just gets heated. Was this during the Houston game or the game that happened past Thursday? Fuck. What game is, is that? It, is it the one, the pass that, like, threw out no, of bounds, this, too? Ah, this is the Jaguars game, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, fuck. Yeah. No, fuck. I, you know what? I want, I want to talk about that, too, because we already brought okay. it up, so I don't yeah. care. Because as I watched that play, um, and we'll talk about this again in the next episode a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah, he throws it straight. Mm-hmm. For, this ball is uncatchable. That was the biggest thing to me. Mm-hmm. This is like 10 feet out of bounds. Yeah. Who the fuck are you yelling at, dude? <laughs> like, like, I don't know if it was like to get rid of it. I don't mm-hmm. No, no, no. He was, well, okay. If the pass was horrible, I didn't see it that way. But if it was to get rid of it, again, I didn't see it that way either. But I really couldn't tell only because Olave just stopped running. Maybe he thought that as well. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe he stopped running because he just sees him lob the shit. And then, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's – if he did not intentionally mean to throw it out of bounds, it was a terrible, terrible pass. Yeah. Like, it was completely uncatchable. That was, like, the biggest thing I took away from that. And you're sitting there yelling at your wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Your young wide receiver. Your young wide receiver. Mm-hmm. You're yelling when you threw a ball that there is no possible way he could have caught that with two feet in bounds. Not possible. Mm-hmm. I that should drive me fucking nuts. Like, yeah, maybe he's hoping for a flag or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> maybe he's he was hoping for something that just wasn't there. That's all I know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We'll we'll touch back on that into our next episode too. But yeah, it's their their offense is frustrating to watch, and they look like they're frustrated too. All right, <laughs> let's address the one that we were finally at. Um, Indy in Jacksonville. Indy Falls 20 to 37. We were at this game. We stayed pretty much for the entire thing. And it just fucking sucked the entire time. I mean, believe it or not, this is probably the closest I've seen them play in person. And they lost by 17. And it was mainly like fourth quarter touchdowns. I don't think they got a single touchdown until the fourth quarter. And Minshew just played so bad. Like, man, it was tough. So tough. It's. I'm going to say the Jags, well, not the Jags, the Colts just caught the Jags at the wrong time because the Jags, they're on a hot streak right now. And I say a hot streak because you go to London, you get two two W's in London. One of those W's were against the Bills. You remember you getting smacked um, or not smacked, you losing at home to the Chiefs, a game you could have easily won. And now you come back to home turf, and you have to protect that. 
and the Jags defense just looked like they were in full control um, the whole game. Like some series, it looked like the Jags defense laid off. So the Colts, you can tell because one possession, I mean, Minshew looked crazy one possession. Like he looked great. That was, the, I think, the first drive in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah, he looked insane. Like I'm out like, of fucking nowhere. I'm like, where the fuck is this coming from? What <laughs> the hell? This doesn't look like the same Minshew. And then the, um, I think it was the next possession. It's like the defense turned it back on. Like it wasn't the same. I'm like, where? I don't, I don't know. Maybe they were fooling Minshew or something. I'm not sure. I think they probably tried to move to prevent defense. And then as soon as the Colts scored really fast, they're like, okay, we're not going to be able to fucking do that, apparently. Yeah. I, I feel like that's kind of probably what happened. Yeah. they. Yeah. Uh, that, that Jags defense just looked freaking crazy. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't much from the Jags offense, in my opinion. To me, it, it wasn't much, but it still felt like they did just whatever they wanted. Yeah. I mean, after the first Minshew interception, so the Jags score – Minshew throws an interception. They get the ball in a good field position. And then they do like a wildcat with ETN pretty mm-hmm. quickly. And he just runs, runs it in right for like in. 15, 20 yards out. Yeah. I was like, as soon as it happens, I'm like, this game feels like it's already fucking over. He was almost untouched yeah. doing that. I was like, what the fuck are we doing? He's in a wildcat. What do we think he's going to do? You know what I'm saying? And it's, like I said, the Jags are there in there. They're in a hot streak right now, so they are realizing what they have on offense, realizing what they can do. ETN, Ingram, freaking Bretton Strange got a touchdown, uh, Christian Kirk. And every every week you see someone stepping up. It's always a different receiver stepping up every week. This felt like the Jags team everyone expected to see this entire season, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, this is what I expected out of them. From the beginning, I was hoping since they were coming back from London, because that's still a time change and stuff like that, maybe that would benefit the Colts. Clearly, it did not. Uh, But there's still some promising stuff that I saw from the Colts. Josh Downs got his first NFL touchdown. He's still looking good for a young wide receiver. Juju Brents got his first interception. He actually should have had two. He dropped the first one. Yeah. Um, So that's really promising, too, because he's a rookie. He's played, I think, four games now, give or take. Um, so there's still some like promising flashes out of some of the young players on the Colts, but if we play like that the rest of the season, which I don't think we will, I think like you said, they really just caught the Jags with some heavy momentum. Yeah. Anthony Richardson has officially been ruled out for the season because he's getting that shoulder surgery. It was just it was just a tough week, tough week. I got the shit sunburnt out of me, dude. I was <laughs> my face. I, I went to work. Someone asked me if I got beat up over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you did look different, and I couldn't tell why. I'm like, what the hell went on? But I, I, it, that did make sense. I, I got toasted, dude. I got burnt so bad. Which sunburns are so weird to me, because like the whole time I'm there, I felt fine. Like on the way home, I was like, ah, I might have got a little summer. You know what I'm saying? Like my face was like a little. I was feeling a little bit. Yeah. And then, like, later that night, I looked in the mirror. I was like, holy shit. Like, you see where my my hat was? Like, it was yeah. so bad. Where I was where I was sitting. So, first half, I think, to the right of me. No, to the left of me, it was TJ. Yeah. So, TJ gets up. I think it's halftime. He gets up and goes somewhere else. Yeah, me and him went to use a restroom and try to get some food and drinks. That's when I thought the sun came out. <laughs> I thought the sun came out right then and there. I'm like, what the hell? It's like, where did the sun come from? 
no idea that the sun's been out this whole game because <laughs> him to the left of me is just blocking my direct the sun beaming down on me. I'm like, shit, okay. So then we switch. They, we, everyone ended up switching seats. You sit directly in that seat. I didn't pay attention to all of this until you tell me about the sunburn. I was like, it was that seat. That particular <laughs> seat is just right there. It was perfect. I, I haven't asked him, but I almost guarantee he's sunburned too because he's a uh, he gets sunburned way worse than I do normally. So he's got to to. he got to have been cooked from that. I know he felt way better switching that seat. Yeah, probably. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. that, that seat was hell. Yeah, that, that seat was bad, dude. Uh, I ended up getting a blister on the back of my ear from the sunburn. Sheesh. Yeah, it was it was all-time bad, bad weekend. Um, I don't think that was the weekend I got sick. The weekend before, I was sick, too. Yeah. I'm kind of on like a, just a bad streak of just stupid shit happening to me. Yeah. It's kind it's, of irritating. It seems like it. Just having, having shit at my house happen, pipe burst, ACs leaking. I'm like, what the fuck? Shelby's car can't... died. Fucking... Yeah, when you told me that, I was like, this dude can't catch a break. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> uh, all last week, I, I called out Monday because I had a migraine. It was super bad. And then Tuesday, I was feeling good. And then like the second half of the day, I started feeling really sick, like sinuses wise. Yeah. I thought it was just allergies in the morning, but like I don't know. When you get sick, you kind of feel you feel the sickness, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. It's, you can tell when it's finally different from allergies. Yeah. So then I end up having to work from home and then calling out another day because that sickness got to me. And then I'm like, all right, let's just go to the Colts game. Maybe this is where I turn around. Colts get the shit beat out oh of them. Goodness. I get sunburned. I'm just like, fuck. Sheesh. <laughs> then that's crazy. No, no, that's a crazy two weeks. Yeah, it's, it's bad. We got to – I need some kind of turnaround. I need something good to happen. Hell yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm looking for some wins in life right now. Uh, moving on to our next game, though, <clears throat> we got the Patriots falling to the Raiders, 17 to 21. I mean, I, I don't even know how much to talk about this game. Patriots are like dead. The Raiders, I don't know what the fuck they are. They're just going to be a mediocre team, I think, finishing like maybe 500, maybe a little bit below. I don't really think above maybe like one above yeah they're just they're in a weird spot yeah the raiders offense they are not on the same page um to me jacoby myers seems to be doing well these past three weeks but Devonte adams he feels like his production has gone down jacobs they're trying to force the they're trying to force the run game i can see it um jacobs what do you have 25 carries for 70 yards so they're, they're trying to get the offense balanced back to what it was a year ago but um the only note that i wrote for this game was you don't just don't lose to the fucking patriots like you can't lose to the patriots and, and someone's going to it's gonna be someone in their division too like yeah. the patriots are gonna near the end of the season i don't know what the rest of their schedule looks like they're gonna end up like beating the bills or dolphins and like fucking them out of the a certain spot in the playoffs. Like, that's going to happen. It just, I can feel it. Yeah, I can, I can see it happening too. Like, the, the defense just waking up or the team itself just waking up. But right now, the slump that they're in, I just don't see them getting a big win. Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. I I, th- I think their only big win will just be like just some random bullshit thing. You know, yeah. Later. I think that'll be about it. Yeah. They might sneak a few more wins in and get some bad teams. Um, this This easily could have been one of them. I mean, it was only 17 and 21. That's a pretty close game. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, like, the Raiders, they their offense just reminds me of the Saints offense. You got all these pieces. I don't know if it's Jimmy G. I don't know if it's offensive. Josh McDaniels is not a good coach. I've talked about that in previous 
uh, episodes. I do not like him. Um, I previously didn't like him for backing out of the Colts position. He literally was like about to fly to the Indianapolis to sign the contract. He, like everyone was announcing he was on the Colts and he backs out last second. Thank God he did because he's had no success there really. And he just, some of the shit he does just blows my mind. Yeah, he just doesn't look like he's ready for that head coaching job. Great. He's a great, in my opinion, he's a great offensive coordinator. Maybe Raiders let him go and he go get that position elsewhere. But he's yeah, he's a great offensive-minded coach. But I don't think he's ready for that head coach job. I don't think so either. Going to the next one, we get the Lions beating the Bucks twenty to six. Um, this I know the points are pretty low, but this is a really good win for Lions. The T- Tampa is a pretty mid team. They're three and two. Um, I could see them beating some good teams just because any given Sunday and they have a good squad for the most part. But the Lions beat a solid team by a decent amount. You know, they didn't let it really be close. They kept them out of the red zone. They only yep. had six points. And they the Lions look good. Yeah. The Lions the Lions have been looking good all season. Um like they're run, they've been having the run game. A lot to me, a lot of weapons in the passing game. This game Jared Goff just looked on point. Just getting the ball to all of his players, all of his receivers, and he's looking good. Always got to give a shout-out to Amron St. Brown, one of my favorite wide receivers in the NFL right now. 12 receptions, 124 yards, touchdown. There was a point where I think it's Craig Reynolds. They have, like, a lot of guys with a similar last name, so I think it's Craig Reynolds on mm-hmm. the back of running backs. Yep, running back. Laid the cleanest fucking block I've ever seen in my entire life for Amron St. Brown for a touchdown. He just came flying out from the backfield and yeah. just clocked the dude. Clean, super clean. Super clean, blocked everything, opening up that lane for Amaran. It was just... I love selfless play like that. Yes. I love that. I, I love that stuff so much. He just he just threw himself. He's like, nope, we're, I'm getting down that field. I'm yeah. fucking making some kind of impact on this play. Hell yeah, I like that. Um, Laporta, he didn't have a crazy game, but he still had four receptions for 36 yards. Still looking like a stud. Montgomery got hurt. He's looking like he's going to miss a few games. Um, I think Gibbs is supposed to be back next week, though. Yeah. And then, That's kind of what I was nervous about that game, but uh, the missing of the run game. But they they found a way. Yeah, I mean, Jared Goff was three hundred fifty three yards for two touchdowns. He yeah. he should be in MVP conversations right now. MVP. Oh yeah. Whoa. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cause I do agree with that. It's a quarterback award, unfortunately. Yep. Like that's just how it is. And as far as quarterback stats go, he's one of the best ones right now. He he's looking good. Um, and I will say, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, and they're like, you know who's surprising me? is Detroit Lions. I've been saying this shit before the season started, that they're going to be a legit team, and they're exceeding my expectations. Yeah. I they, don't know why they were so incredibly slept on. Um, I know last year they didn't start the best, but they progressed so well throughout last year. And then for people just to like sleep on them so hard this year, I just I can't wrap my head around it. The Lions last season, you can... They were one game like, away from the playoffs. It was the last game. I think someone else needed to lose, and they would have been in. Yeah, I feel like they made that game against, who was it, the Chiefs? Really competitive? If I'm... Beginning of the year? No, end of the year. Beginning of the year or end of the year? Okay, maybe it's... I'm not thinking about the right team. Maybe that was Jags and Chiefs. Had to be Jags and Chiefs then. Detroit okay. beat the Chiefs week one in a close game. Last season? This year. 
I'm speaking of last season. Oh, okay. Last season uh, in the play, like not playoffs, but it was one of the the end of one of those games. I mean, the season, end of the season. Packers might be thinking about the wrong teams, but you can just tell the Lions going into this season, we're gonna be maybe not a top team. I didn't think they were gonna do this, but a, a competitive team. So, yeah, they like you said, they're exceeding expectations. David Montgomery coming on that team, fifth year back, going crazy. I didn't, I didn't expect all this. Laporta, to me, still looking like the best tight end. Their offense is clicking. Yeah, I didn't see this either. And their defense stepped up too. I mean, you get the Bucks out of the end zone with Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Rashid Dwight. Like that's not a bad offense by any yeah. means. So, it's. I think a lot of people are overreacting right now, saying. I've seen a lot of stuff where they're saying Detroit's the best team in the NFC after the Niners and Philly loss. I still think it's Niners, Philly, and then Detroit, in my opinion. But if they could continue to play consistently like this, they might be that top team in the NFC come the playoffs, whether it's record-wise or like momentum-wise. Yeah. No, they're, they're a scary team right now. Going on to the next one, we got the Cardinals falling to the Rams, 9-26. to This is kind of how you would expect this game to turn out. I thought it was going to be – it was pretty close the majority of the game. Um, pretty low scoring until, I think, the second half where they kind of started clicking a little bit more. Um, division game, so I kind of expected it to be a little bit closer. But this is this is how it should have played out, so good for the Rams. You know, they're 3-3 three and three now. They – I mean, Cup – Cubs still looks like he hasn't missed a single beat. 148 yards for a touchdown. Puka, he's digressed a little bit with 26 yards. Um, then Kyrene Williams, 158 yards and touchdown, but now he's hurt. It looks like he's going to miss a significant amount of time too. Yeah, they that offense, I kind of seen that coming for Kyrene Williams. Because they rely on him so heavily, I think it was one game he took all the snaps. I mean, um, he had 20 in this one. That's, yeah, that's decently he, high to begin with. Yeah, that's like, I don't know. I wouldn't do that to a promising running back. Like, of course, we're seeing what's happening with the Dolphins. Like, they're getting their run game into it. They're losing running back after running back. I mean, most are coming back. But it's just you put so much on the running backs. I don't know. It's just... I hate to see that happen to Kyron Williams. I mean, he'll come back good. But as far as the Rams, to me, they don't really put up points. Like, they put up the stats, put up big stats, but the points never – it never weighs up. Yeah, I agree. And I don't know if it's, like, just because this year's low scoring to begin with with the majority of the teams. But their offense hasn't really changed that much to – like, from – a year or two ago where they're picking up almost 30 a game. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, so maybe maybe they're just one of those teams that hit like a mid-season stride, kind of get going. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup looks like he's already in mid-season form, so maybe he's just trying to get everybody else up to speed to yeah. solidify those kind of points. Yeah. Cooper Cup, I mean, right when he gets back with that offense, it's like Puka is going to – I've seen this coming. Puka was going to digress. Um, shoot. Cup and Stafford have a podcast together, so I didn't he know t- that he took an L right when Cup got back. <laughs> I didn't know that at all. That's <laughs> very unfortunate. <laughs> um, but yeah, Rams are a good team. 
you know, they'll they'll be there when it comes to playoff time, barring any kind of major injuries, because Stafford and Cup both are kind of at that point in their career where yeah. I could see them getting injured almost any given week, just like a bad hit or something. But Cardinals, you're looking forward to a draft pick. I don't know what they're going to draft. Um, yeah. They still got Kyler. I don't know if he's going to play it all this season. But they could be in a pretty interesting spot come draft time. So I'm kind of curious. They, they could also trade it back a little bit too. Yeah. And get some more draft capital, maybe get some young players to help with that team because they're still in a rebuild process. And I think that's like just the weirdest part because you're in a rebuild, might have your quarterback, might not have your quarterback, but you also have holes everywhere else. So it's like, what the fuck do you do? <laughs> like, yeah, they may they may not play him, Kyler Murray, that is, this year. Yeah, I, I, I mean, at this point, you're one in five. Um, I'm not sure who they play next week, but they don't have Kyler, so they're probably just going to lose again unless Dobb pulls off the miracle. So it's they're going to be an interesting team to watch this offseason. Definitely. All right, moving on to our next upset of the week. It's the Eagles falling to the Jets 14-20. to 20. This, I, it, it's crazy because you normally don't see, if there's an upset a week, like a big one, it's normally just one. But this is like two huge upsets, in my opinion. The Browns and then the Jets. The Eagles, when I was watching them, they look like they can move the ball. They just... They couldn't finish anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, so, you're, I don't think you have a chance to win the game if you throw three interceptions. Like, okay, I'm not going to say you don't have a chance, but your chances are lower. And I think one of those interceptions, well, I know one of those interceptions came on the last possession of the your last possession. But this Jets defense... Every week, they look like they're getting stronger and stronger, better and better. Quincy Williams and C.J. Mosley are top 10 linebackers on that team, and they are playing great fucking football right now. That's a scary team. Aside from their their offense, I mean, that team looks fucking great. It's, man, it, it's, it's annoying to say it, but imagine if they just had Aaron Rodgers. Like, yeah. imagine if this offense was good. Not even great, just a good offense with this defense. The Jets would be a fucking wagon right now. Like, the, their defense is so fucking good, dude. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is missing out on a lot. He knows it. He's out there throwing passes up with no crutches. He's trying to get a speedy, <laughs> speedy recovery, but I'm like, man, you gotta, you gotta slow it down. I mean, they might. I don't know. I, he doesn't play this season. No, but I was thinking, I was like, they might have a chance at the playoffs. I, no I don't know. I, I Yeah, I just feel like with them getting their wins, it's strictly from defense, and that just doesn't feel sustainable um, because it's so heavily on the defense. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's not like it's a give and take. It's no, it's like if this defense plays mediocre, they lose. That's just how it yeah. is. They have to play great to win, and that's so hard to sustain. Yeah. I mean, I would not – I don't know. I don't think you take it easy on the Jets, no matter what team you are. Jets yeah, are not going to let you take it easy on them. Yeah. If you They're, get any kind of lead, you have to make sure you solidify it with your offense. Like, yeah. don't let up on this defense because they will take advantage if you start fucking around. Yeah. Um, people started giving Hurts a lot of slack for his three interceptions. It's just a bad game against a good defense, a great defense, really. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurts is still an elite quarterback. He's still going to have an amazing season. Uh, Philly's still going to be 
one of those top NFC teams going into the playoffs. People got to remember not to overreact so fucking hard when a team loses. Yeah. Shit, shit happens. Nah, I think they'll be good. Going on to our Sunday night game. How hard How hard do you think it is for them to flex out games from primetime? Um, the Giants, were, this was their fourth primetime game. It cannot be that fucking hard. It, yeah. When they lose <laughs> uh, 40 to 0, first primetime game, you might as well just wrap up the rest of their primetime games for the season. Like, no fucking shot, dude. <laughs> yeah, this, this game could have rolled in with the 4 o'clock games. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. You could have flexed something else there. You, you could have flexed Lions, Bucks. Um, let's see. Seahawks, Bengals would have been cool. Niners, Browns wouldn't have been terrible. Um, I think there's a lot of matchups I would have rather watched than the Giants in general. Like I legit rather would have watched the Vikings Bears in my opinion. Yeah. Like they they just got to flex sooner. I don't think I watched this full game. I'm thinking about it, and I've been staying up for every game. I go to bed really early. Like I want to be in bed by nine thirty on a normal night and like sleeping ten ten thirty ish. Um, but I've been staying up for all the primetime games. And this one, I was like, it's just not fucking worth it. Like, this is just not fun to watch. It's not going to give me anything to talk about. I guess yeah. the Giants defense stepped up for a game. Congrats. Yeah. You're still 1-5. Your offense still sucks. It was a surprise. It surprised me a little because the Giants went into the fourth quarter 6-0. Mm. The, um, the Bills hadn't had anything going. But... The Giants didn't really put any pressure on the Bills at all. Going into the way the Bills played and going to that fourth quarter just losing 6-0, you're a touchdown away from winning the game if the Giants don't score again. So it, it shows that the Giants' offense just gave their defense no help. But that game, that game, was, that game was good. Um, you could tell the... The uh, Giants' defense was tired. Bills scored 14 points in the fourth quarter. Hadn't scored any points the rest of the game. Yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, Bills just kind of had one of those random subpar games that they have, kind of like when they did with the Jets, but the Jets were able to take advantage of it more. Um, Josh Allen, 19 for 30. I think I said that right. 19 for 30, 169 yards, two touchdowns, interception. Um, the run game wasn't terrible. Jared Cook actually had 14 carries for 71 yards for a Bills run game. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's just super inconsistent. It's, just, it's super consistent. Stephon Diggs still had 10 receptions for 100 yards. I feel like when – it's weird because it's like when Stephon Diggs has a good game, they either – I know this is going to sound stupid. They either win or lose when it's like him getting the majority of the receptions because they – will either be forcing it to him early, which causes issues, or they force it to him late to try to win it, like they do against the Giants. Like, 10 receptions, that's pretty high. Um, it just, I don't know, their whole offense in general, it just feels like they just go out there with not much of a plan, but they know shit will work. If that makes sense. Yeah, that, that's what this game felt like. It worked out for them. Yeah. Um, you just stick to, kind of stick to the normal plan. Like, if you're going to kind of wing it, this is the team you can wing it against. But, yeah, that game was – I could have watched any other game. Yeah. It, it, it didn't go as expected, but you knew the Bills would win that. 
Moving to our Monday night game, we have the Cowboys beating the Chargers. Um, this was one that was hard to pick, but I believe I did pick the Cowboys to win this because I said if it's a close game, Chargers will lose because that's just the Chargers. <laughs> uh, Justin Herbert, he didn't have the best game of his career for sure. 227 yards, two touchdowns, interception, some pretty big key missed passes to Keenan Allen when he was essentially just wide open. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people are giving him slack for that and really like saying, oh, look, Herbert must be overrated, this and that. It's one of those things like, remember, it's one game. Most of the games he's connecting with Allen like damn near 10 times a game and like perfect throws to him. Um, people are going to have bad games too because we are all just human. Shit yeah. happens. Uh, Dallas, I want to say they looked good. Um, but I'm still just not sure how good the Chargers really are. Yeah, the Cowboys. The Cowboys were getting the ball to other playmakers. Uh, Ceedee Lamb had a big game. Like I think the last few games, he was not looking the best, but coming out here getting 117 yards. It's the Ceedee Lamb I want to see. Pollard helping out big in the um, receiving game. Six catches for 80 yards. That that's huge. And the Chargers themselves, they they give up yards, they give up points, and I, to me, like both teams, they both give up points. And in this game going in, I would have thought like whoever lost that turnover battle would win that game. Like the one key turnover, Stephon Gilmore getting that interception. Your your playmaker on uh, defense. I love Stephon Gilmore by yeah. the way. Before he even played for the Colts for that one year, that dude is such a lockdown corner. It's insane. Yeah. He's tough. Um, a lot of pressure on him now, but he stepped up. I mean, there was games last year for the Colts. He won them two or three games um, by uh, final drives by the other team. I think they were both overtime games or like about to go overtime where he made – it was one-on-one. He locked him down, either intercepted it or knocked the pass away. The dude is clutch, like the yeah. definition of clutch in my opinion. No, that's, that's a great pickup for the Cowboys. Um, and then – so, like, even for betting for this game, because I didn't know what the fuck to bet, just because I didn't know who's going to win, and normally you try to think of who's going to win, it's like, okay, they're going to win through this person, maybe, or this person. Um, I actually bet on both the kickers, and then C.D. Lamb over five and a half uh, receptions. So, I actually cashed in. Yeah, that's great. Just a great pick. Those were great picks. I like that. Yeah, C.D. Lamb, just looking at how C.D. Lamb performed the past couple of games... He was surefire to go off this game. He's he's so good. Um, I feel like I wasn't high on him going into this year for really no particular reason. I don't have anything to back it up. Uh, but he's doing a lot better than what I expected him to do this year. He's he's solidified as number one and a really, really, really good wide receiver. Yeah. Hell yeah. This has been going on for a couple of seasons. Um, really just get the ball to see Lamb and he'll – Make magic happen after the catch. That's where he is best at. Yards after catch. And I don't know. I feel like if I'm betting his yards on a week-to-week basis, if he's getting at least five to six catches, I know he'll get me at least 80 yards. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. That's it for the recap. Let's go ahead and move into our big dogs and ankle biters of the week. I'll go ahead and kick us off this time with the big dogs. Um, I got two. First one is any Dolphins running back <laughs> at this rate. Yeah. Uh, it's a fantasy point machine. It's You've seen 
them just plug and play. People are getting injured. They pit someone else back there who has freak speed, and they get 20 to 30 points for fantasy-wise each week. It's fucking insane. Their running game is incredible. Yeah. they. I don't know what it is, but their running back room is going the fuck off. Like they know how to. They that team knows how to find speed. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen a video where they were showing. I think it was Waddle, Mostert, and Tyreek Hill's track days in college. If it wasn't Waddle, then I'm mistaking him for um, the other a chain or a Chan. Get his name right. And they look like freaks on that track. It was a. Uh, I think they asked. They asked someone on the team who the fastest players were and I think it was a Chan they asked a Chan a Chan I think he said him and then their backup that's not even it might be someone that's on the practice squad or something Mm -hmm. he's like he's fucking fast (laughs) he's like if you I I forget what his name is but he's like they're like if you look up the video I think I showed one the dude is their their practice squad has incredible speed like yeah they're just the fastest fucking team ever yeah they're I, I don't know how they did that got all that damn speed over there with skill with with skill, like, let's not forget that. Like they're yeah. not just out there running. They're, yeah, they're making the catches, yeah. they're making the cuts, they're reading the right shit. Getting open. I mean, it comes with speed, space, route running. It it's crazy. Uh my other big dog there's there's a lot of good candidates this week, obviously, but I'm gonna stick with St. Brown. He caught twelve out of fifteen, hundred and twenty four yards and a touchdown. He came in clutch when they needed on the run game. You know, not much was happening really. Uh and he's just electric to watch. So I'm going to add him to the list anytime he really has a good game because he's really, really fun. Definitely. Um, my two my two big dogs, I got to give it to the Jets defense as a whole. Uh, Quincy Williams, C.J. Mosley, a linebacker. I, I'm high on them now. But the Jets defense as a whole, three interceptions, one fumble against an Eagles offense who I think are one of the top offenses in the league. Yeah, absolutely. Jets playing the way they're playing. I mean, their defense playing the way they're playing. I got to give them high praise. Um, and my next, my next big dog. It's like, you've seen this one coming. CeeDee Lamb, seven catches for the 117 yards. He had, like, slow back-to-back weeks. So, I knew a big game against the Chargers. You got to go to your freaking playmakers. So, CeeDee Lamb, shout out to him. Let's go ahead and move into our ankle biters. I got two. Um, first one's going to hit a little close to home for me. It is the Colts QBs. And this is mainly on the fact that we're cursed. We, fuck, dude, I, I don't even know when this curse started. People are saying when Peyton Manning uh, got injured and then the Colts got rid of him to draft Andrew Luck. And then Andrew Luck goes through all his injuries, and then we go through this fucking QB carousel of getting these vets, doing nothing. Or even if they did an okay season, we just fucking get rid of them right away. We get Anthony Richardson, who just... Like, obviously, I'm very biased on him, but I felt like the way he progressed so fucking fast in the few games that he actually played was incredible. And, like, it was just looking like such a promising season to progress with. Before the season started, I said I don't really care about the record. I just want to watch him. I just want to watch him play and get better. I can't even fucking do that now, dude. It's so miserable. Like, when you break your expectations down to just watching one person and watching them even have bad games, was like, do they bounce back from that bad game? Yeah. Like, when you break it down to that, you're next to nothing with your expectations. And then you lose that expectation. I feel dead. 
No, that's it hurts. Yeah, because if I'm thinking as a Colts fan, I'm thinking, you know, we're one quarterback away from this being a decent team. Like it's a decent team already, but quarterback play is going to change it as it has changed it in uh, the past seasons. So seeing Richardson come in there and like giving that hope to the team and then losing him would just, it would crush me as well. It's, it's so frustrating. And like the Colts, like you said, they are a decent team still, even with Minshew being there. And what's going to happen is we're going to probably finish second in the division or the last game against Houston of the season will be for second. We'll have seven to eight, Maybe nine wins, not make the playoffs, have a really odd draft pick. Like, ah, it just just sucks. It just sucks. No, it does. I do agree. I'm rolling into my ankle biter of the week. It has to be Jalen Hurts. Um, I'm not sure. I've seen Jalen Hurts in competitive games, but this game, it just – didn't seem like Jalen Hurts was all the way there. Like, I'm not counting him out for the season. It's just I'm not sure what went on that game. Like, I know the Jets played awesome defense. But that's not the Jalen Hurts I'm accustomed to. Like, he's always saying he's a winner. Um, he hates losing. It's just, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, the last drive of the game – not last drive of the game, the last possession the Eagles had – they passed the ball on a play I would have ran it to run out the time because the Jets didn't have t- any timeouts. So I would have ran the clock down like, so low and then punt the ball. It felt like they didn't try to adapt to the defense they're playing. They're like, let's just run our normal offense. Yeah. You know, that's To me, that's what it seems like because if they're playing like a normal defense, I could see them doing that exact scenario and it working quite frankly, yeah, um, because they have done it numerous times. And then you face a great defense and you don't adapt to what you kind of need to do per play. And mistakes are bound to happen, I guess. Yeah, just, I mean, it, to me, they didn't give their defense a chance. I would have given my defense a chance to win that game, run the clock down, kick the ball off to an offense that's ran by Zach Wilson. So if, I don't know if that was coaching or, I don't know, Jalen Hurts not audible – not changing out of that play. I don't know, but that's my ankle biter for the week. Sweet. That really wraps up this episode. Uh, next episode, we're going to dive into some predict- predictions. We're going to talk a little bit about the MLB playoffs. We got a big UFC card coming. NBA's right around the corner. We're getting into some pretty exciting sports times. Hell yeah.